Hello and welcome to The World According to the Knock, the shittiest tornado to hit your life and will have impact on the rest of your life. On this road you will meet the most fabulous people and also some absolute idiots and we are here to help you decipher between the two and make your road a bit more bearable and most importantly to give you some hope. Listener's discretion is advised due to the net sensitive nature of the podcast and the swearing. the world according to the knock um i've had an emotional morning and uh we've had traumatic experience with a hedgehog we've rescued it it's fine um we're going to release him tonight but oh it's been extremely traumatic <laughs> so i'm a little bit all over the place i do apologize everyone um right before we get to this week's episode um any other news uh yes um first of all i want to talk about the podcast it is going from strength to strength it has so much support um you know we hit over a thousand downloads which has shocked me you know, it's just me talking but you know absolutely brilliant um so people are wanting to listen which is great i've had some really supportive um messages um and that tells me i've just got to, we just got to keep going just keep going let's let's get you know let's get people to listen to our voices and hear what this actual journey is about um <coughs> now because it is going from strength to strength people are asking me you know where can i find the resources um you know you have to remember when you're on this journey a lot of people won't use social media um you know i keep on going on about twitter it is safe it's anonymous and there have been a few that have joined which is lovely lovely to see you there um, but a lot of people are very scared to use it, which I totally understand. So we have a new project, um, which I'm working on at the moment, which I'm hoping to launch on the 1st of July. It's a lot of work going into it. Um, quite stressful, but we will get there and it will be a benefit to everyone on this journey and uh, we'll have all of the information on it. I don't want to say too much about what the actual project is, but hopefully it will really help many on this journey. So that's everything that's going on at the moment. And I have to say, if you can hear something that sounds like snoring, I apologize my dog has to be in the room with me um he's 17 he doesn't like being on his own but he's fast asleep and he snores so i'm sorry if that comes across on the recording i can't do anything about it can't remove the dog he'll get ever so upset so i apologize for that okay so this week's episode is a difficult one 
um, and this week is The Cowardly Lion and it's about family and friends that walk away it's also about family that support but it's more about family that and friends that walk away there's reasons they walk away I mean the main reason is that you know because of the nature of the crime they're disgusted by it don't want to understand it um, but also there's this guilt by association which is horrible and hurts and that's why you know they haven't got the courage to stand up and support which I totally understand in our experience um, it was extremely public what happened to us so everyone knew um, I had many many messages lots of messages for people I hadn't spoken to for years I had friend requests on my business page you know everyone sounding so concerned absolute bullshit by the way it was just them being nosy um, and this is why we always say please be very very careful who you confide in um, as for family it was devastating to tell them it was actually my husband's best friend that told my husband's family because I was just traumatised by it all and I didn't know what to say um, but we've been lucky my husband's family have been supportive we don't talk about it very much um, but they have been extremely supportive um, my family don't live in this country so um but i've had to tell my mum eventually and she was very supportive and i remember when she came to visit she just burst out crying and um i always remember saying i support him because i know he's a good man and that's the thing is um, people want to define by the one bad thing they've done and really forget about all the good they've done and that is just so bloody sad but we lost everyone all the friends the messages that I received were disgusting um, keyboard warriors saying the most horrific things, death threats, rape threats against my children. Um, and friends just went, you know, didn't even bother speaking to me, just blocked me. Didn't even have the balls to actually talk to me. Um, you know, going to this, the school gate is the most awful place in the world, especially when you're going through something like this. Horrible. You know, people that used to, you know, chat and 
smile at you when they turned up. And then there was the bullying of my child for God knows how many years. You know, it's just sad. And when you don't have that support anymore, it hurts. It bloody hurts. But the one thing I did learn, I learnt this about human nature, is that they don't have a bloody clue. It's your life, they're not walking in your shoes. And if they have an issue with it, it's their problem. Not yours, not mine. It's theirs. And, uh, you know, it's really difficult to deal with, especially when it's family. Um, but what I will say is whatever you decide to do, make sure you decide to do it for yourself, not for anyone else. Do what's best for you. You are the person that lives your life. No one else is living your life for you, so no one else can tell you what to do with your life. You do what's best for you. You have to be at peace with whatever decision you make. So, there's not really a lot I can say because it, it really, really is such a personal choice in how you handle this and how you handle family and friends. But the one thing I will say is always, always put yourself first and do what's right for you. I live by a saying, and uh, a lot of people know that I live by this saying, and it's helped me through a lot of this. And it is, those that mind don't matter. Those that matter don't mind by the fabulous Dr. Zeus. And it's true. Really think about that saying. Say it to yourself and really think about what it means. And you know what? It's so true. Now, four years later, I have the most fabulous friends. New friends, but my God, they're wonderful. And they know everything. There's no secrets. And I love that. You know, I've now come to the decision that anyone that comes into my home, anyone that enters into my family, they need to know. I will not keep this a secret from people that enter into my house that we let into our lives. And if they don't accept it, then they can leave. So please just make the right choices for you and be at peace with whatever choice you make. Um, I've done three experiences. Um, three ladies have come forward and given me um, their stories. Um, what I normally do is if I'm reading out someone else's um, words, 
I will do them separately and then I will edit them in. Um, I get a little bit emotional in them because uh, it's heartbreaking. But just know that whatever you do, that you have support. There's support out there. So please, you know, do what's right for you. Okay, I'm going to get into these experiences. Experience number one. After my husband's arrest being live streamed all over Facebook, it became clear very quickly that there was no way of escaping pretty much everyone we knew finding out. <clears throat> In the weeks that followed, I had a mountain of support, cards, messages and phone calls. Even a letter written by someone I went to school with years ago, just reaching out and offering support. I was overwhelmed by how caring and kind some people were. Unfortunately, there were those that decided they were just going to blank me. People I'd walk past in the street that would always stop for a chat, walked or looked the other way. Other mums on the school run, no longer saying hello and smiling. It got to the point I didn't want to leave the house to do simple things like shopping, walking the dog or spend my time in my local pub I'd been going to for years. It gave me some insight into how some celebrities must feel when they're in the limelight, just wanting to hide away from people and life. As time passed, it calmed, and it was my close family and friends <clears throat> that were helping me through what I can only describe as the most traumatic, surreal and devastating time in my life. My little family in tatters and my husband living miles away. I reached out to a charity I was told about and made contact with others going through this to try and get my head around how and why this had happened. As things unfolded and through much research, talking to experts in the field and meeting some other amazing ladies who had similar stories, I began to realise that maybe this wasn't the end for us. My husband was also doing the same, proving to me that he was committed to us. This is when I discovered that people who I thought were friends really weren't. I had not returned to my relationship at this point, but was sharing details of how I was feeling and the things I was doing giving information to two particular people that I thought I could trust and would understand. I then received the most abusive, judgmental and harsh messages. I couldn't believe what I was reading, one telling me at the end that they had absolutely no desire to be friends with me anymore. I was devastated and distraught at some of the comments they were making. There was so much I wanted to say in reply, but in the end, after speaking to my therapist and family, I decided to, to delete, block and walk away. They did not deserve my friendship. How could anyone be so kind at this point in my life? There have also been some family members that have chosen to have nothing to do with my husband since. However, they have not been cruel or unkind in doing so. I will always hope that in time this will change. I often share information that I think they will find helpful in understanding. And as far as I'm concerned now, I do not need to explain myself to anyone. It's three years on. I've done enough explaining in my life. And it's my life. And until you've walked in any of our shoes, you have no right to judge. I want to end on a positive. 
I do have the most incredible set of friends and family members that have stood by me, trusted in me, listened and wanted to support all my decisions and just be happy that I'm happy. I've also made some of the best new ones and continue to do so. I will never look back, only forwards with people in my life that I know are good ones. Experience number two. My children's father's family walked away from him. His biological parents are no longer alive, so it was his siblings. It was devastating. Whilst I had always known his family to have very different values to those of my own family, <clears throat> his family see things very black and white and place high value in things, status and possessions and never really discuss their emotions or difficulties and that he has been subjected to a difficult and traumatic childhood, I suppose I didn't fully expect the family to cut ties with him forever. His sister said she will never speak to him again as long as she lives and his brother refuses to discuss any element of what's happened. My ex's brother and wife declined to visit us after I had given birth to my youngest while ex was under investigation. She texted me and said they would prefer to keep their distance keep their distance from a newborn baby, keep the distance from me and my children. That's how it felt and it hurt like a knife in my heart. And they're not even my blood relatives. I haven't seen them since. This was three years ago. I offered independent mediation to his family, but his stepdad said that they wouldn't be interested. I offered them charity resources to help them to engage with the difficult subject matter and they declined. I gave them the number of a free helpline to ensure they had support. They declined to call. None of it surprised me because they do not do discussions well and certainly don't like to talk about problems. I felt angry that I was having to put my head into all of this and try and understand and my family were too and that his family won't even try. Although my ex's stepdad did read a leaflet that I sent him by email in the end, which felt like progress. The saddest part is that my children have lost their family, cousins, aunts, uncles, all gone. They have vague contact with their granddad, my ex's stepdad, maybe once a year by phone, and he always remembers their birthdays and at Christmas. I don't understand what any of this rift is achieving. Who is feeling better as a result of it? Refusing to engage with issues doesn't make them go away. Cutting off my ex and our family doesn't mean that they are taking a moral high ground. It's actually damaging to my children and to their own children. It also sends the psychological message to children that when someone does something wrong, we lose the love of our family forever. That must be an impact. My ex's friends walked away too. He doesn't really have anyone. I don't understand what it achieves in isolating people who have committed these offences. In contrast, my own family have been supportive and kind and I wouldn't have got through this without their unconditional support. This doesn't mean that they condone what happened. Instead, they have recognised the needs of my children to have family in their life and the needs of my children to feel that their father is part of that family. I think my ex's family would 
possibly have accepted continuing to have a relationship with just me and the children. But what would that have been the value of? A chair always empty at the table where their dad should have been sat. No discussion about their dad permitted. What would that have done to my children? And how would they have internalised that shame? My ex's family wouldn't even allow his car to sit on the driveway of the stepdad's large rural property during the time he was in prison. Instead, we had to find someone with a field and we had to pay them. Yet another expense we endured. We couldn't leave the car on our property because our house would soon be sold to escape from the community backlash and my ex would effectively become homeless on release from prison. The siblings threatened to cut ties with the stepdad if he housed the car. It was an extreme reaction. None of the siblings contacted him or me whilst ex was in prison. My children were going through the worst time of their life having had to flee their home, leaving everything behind, and his family were nowhere. None of his family helped him on release. That was all down to me or nobody. He was released homeless and the state was of no help. It was me who found him temporary accommodation and then the state managed to get him evicted from there after the police revealed who they were and presumably someone hit Google. Despite having the financial capacity to help my ex, his family didn't offer any assistance and were nowhere to be seen. We lost an incredible amount in the fallout of the knock because we had to pay legal fees, renovate a relative's house many miles away to make it habitable for me and the children and we both had to leave our careers behind and close our business. I do miss being in contact with his family sometimes. I'm sure that my children do too. I wonder whether his family miss us, whether they will ever be willing to talk about what's happened, or whether they will try and place unreasonable conditions on us seeing them again. Is there too much water under the bridge now? <clears throat> I suspect there is. It's a complicated grief from me. I can't even imagine what it must be like for my ex or for my children, and indeed for their own children who have lost their cousins. This is experience number three. This one's a little bit different. Um, this lady wrote an amazing poem, um, which I'm going to read out. But she wanted to add uh, context to why she wrote this poem. Um, so this is experience number three. Um, this lady writes, I wrote most of the poem the night before Crown Court for my partner. My family turned their back on him straight after the arrest, after knowing him since childhood. They didn't agree with me standing by him and tried to persuade me constantly to leave, which I did for a while. But I couldn't leave him long term eventually. They would refuse to help with childcare or looking after my child as a form of punishment to me although I was doing it alone as hubby wasn't allowed. They didn't once offer to help. With childcare, even after a year of doing it all solo with an 18 months old. He is still yet to stay a night with any of my family. I have amazing support from the offending person's family and always have. I hope in time we can all heal and move on.
So now I'm going to read out the poem. Knock, knock, it's time to search o'clock. It's an early winter's morning. I'm woken by a commotion. I grab the kids from their sleeping cots and the rest of my story sets motion. I watch them tear my home to shreds, searching through every drawer. There are at least 10 men in my house, looking through stuff, God knows what for. Knock, 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 it's facing o'clock. I waited by my phone all day, assuming it was all a big mistake. Talking to all these agencies about us, praying they wouldn't take my kids away. When you finally came home, you had a look of awful woe. You told me all the things you'd done. You were no longer a friend, just foe. Knock, knock, knock. It's separation o'clock. For weeks I couldn't speak to you. What you did made me feel sick. But I was the one who was grieving. My perfect life gone so quick. My family told me to leave you. Something I thought about good and hard. But through it all I couldn't do it. I just had to let down my guard. Knock, knock, knock. It's living alone, lone o'clock. The social banned you from the house, left alone to raise the kids. What would I even tell them? Dad's done things even God forbids. You tried to do things when you could, but nothing was enough. You said sorry a thousand times, but I'm sorry. I was finding things tough. Knock, knock, knock. It's isolation o'clock. Everyone says to leave you, lock him away and throw away the key. But something is telling me to stay. I really don't want to flee. I know you're not a bad person, really. What you did was a big mistake. I can't control how I feel for you. They're my feelings I cannot fake. Knock, knock, knock. It's trial o'clock. I sat alone in my bed, scared to think about tomorrow. The truth will out, they always say. I know I'll be full of sorrow. The judge looks you up and down. I sit beside your mother and cry. I can't handle what they're saying about you, but for the sake of the family, I will try. Knock, knock, knock. It's nearly over, o'clock. My family have walked out on me. They say I'm stupid to stay, but something inside is saying, stay put. They have no idea how I feel today. The lack of support is unreal. No one thinks of us left behind. Sorry. There's things I can't tell anyone. My mind is in constant decline. Knock, knock, knock. It's full disclosure, o'clock. When we dreamt of the future together, our family, home and dog, I had no idea it would end like this, just me, my kids and the fog. Knock, knock, knock. There's no more time left on the clock. Okay, so... um those are the experiences I say they're heartbreaking um, but those experiences happen a lot they're not uncommon they happen all the time so as I've already said just put yourselves first and be at peace with whatever decision you make so that's it 
that is the basics of um, the knock you know think about it we've only covered like the first few weeks <laughs> of when it happens um, so moving forward um, we're going to get into more of the like the specifics of certain stuff um, like you know finances um, you know the parents you know they have a different bunch of feelings to deal with <clears throat> you know there's many different topics so if anyone would like a topic to be spoken about then you think it would be helpful please contact me you know email me the world according to the knock at gmail.com or contact me on twitter um also i did notice on um spotify where the podcast is um there's been some lovely comments and i didn't know that people could do that so there's a question it's i think it's like um you know what do you think of the episode please leave a comment of what you think um because that pushes the podcast okay puts it more out there you know on a, any platform that you leave you can leave ratings you can leave reviews please do because you know it works by word of mouth um and that's what we really need you know by doing that you're helping others and this is what this is all about so please you know leave the reviews do the ratings do the star thing um answer the question um you know i can publish your your, your replies which is lovely so also i will be doing exclusive content um i have had a few inquiries about people coming on to the podcast and doing episodes so i will be doing exclusive content on guests and more sensitive uh, material to protect myself protect my guests and just to feel a little bit safer um, in the subject matter that this is all around so that's it for this week um, I'm still working out what next week's episode will be about but as I say please give me your suggestions please contact me you know this is how we get the word out um, we want to be heard so yes please let me know so that's it for this week um, I hope the weather is okay where you are we've had some really bad storms um, but the sun is shining today so as I say go and enjoy the fabulous weather and we will see you next week take care